50-foot containment wall is erected along the New Jersey shoreline. The rules are simple. Cookies! Once you go in, you don't come out. It's Fresh Cookies! This is week one! Welcome to Fresh Cookies, everyone. I'm your host, Neri Rodriguez. Football is on the horizon, people. But first, as always, be sure to follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's at Fresh Cookies Show. On Twitter, it's at Fresh Cookies Pod. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, after months of being quarantined in our houses, football is finally back. And hopefully life can return to normal. Tom Brady leaving New England. Cam Newton says, no worries, I'll keep that seat warm for you. Earl Thomas had a near-death experience when his lady caught him in the act. And Odell Beckham Jr. likes it when people dump on him? What? I don't know how true that is, but if it is... Gross. NFL kickoff is here, people. Week one. Finally. And we're getting a good one to start. Texans, Chiefs on Thursday night football, a rematch, a playoff rematch from last year. Houston going up three scores before the Chiefs have one of the most remarkable comebacks ever and cap off the season with a ring. Young boy Mahomes getting his shine. Very well deserved. Now the Chiefs will return most of that Super Bowl team, but the Texans can't say the same. They lose DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason, as well as Jadavion Clowney. And now, their newest acquisition, Brandon Cooks, looks to be questionable for the first game. So Deshaun Watson's going to have to figure out some magic. And really, this game was lost by the Texans last year due to coaching. And I know that's a really easy stance to take. But how do you go for it on fourth down and you're up? Not only was it a bad decision... But that was the turning point in the game. Which, hey, I get it. The players have to play. But Bill O'Brien's really... He's got to figure out something else to do. He's got a hes got a one-in-a-generation talent in Deshaun Watson, so hopefully he utilizes him well. Something Watson might be the MVP this year. Very well could be. Thought he had a phenomenal year last year. It's just a little easy to get lost in the sauce when you have Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes balling out in front of you, though, so it's nothing against Watson. As for the breakdown for this one, Chiefs will be celebrating their Super Bowl victory. Already got their rings, but one of the few teams allowed to open up with fans, it'll be electric, no matter how many there are, and they'll be playing with momentum. Kansas City still has Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and the Honey Badger, so they'll be good. I think the reigning champs will take this one 35-28. Moving down the list, Jets at the Bills, some AFC East action. The Bills, one of the best teams last year. I'm really high on the Josh Allen train. You know, definitely one of the best teams that I feel like got an early playoff exit. Earlier than they should have, but they were really coached well. And now they're going to add Stefan Diggs this year. And they also have Josh Norman and Micah Hyde on defense. So I, li- I like their chances. Look out for Buffalo. 
the Jets have had a bit of a rough preseason, a lot of injuries. We'll see if Le'Veon and Sam Darnold can get it together. I'm sure Jets fans would like not to pull out their hair every Sunday. But I think the Bills come out and make a statement. 42-13 Buffalo. Next, some NFC North action. Packers at the Vikings. What? Week one matchup? And we're getting this? Come on. Now you're just trying to butter us up. Look, it goes without saying. And if you don't know this, when I... I don't even know if you watch football or own a television, but the Packers have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. He'll have to prove himself this year. Seems to be getting a bad rep as a mentor. Hopefully he's turned a new leaf with Jordan Love. And the Pack will see Devontae Adams, Marquez valdez Scalding, and Aaron Jones return. But unfortunately, no big hitters on defense. Now the Vikings who had one of the best playoff wins in NFL history, I think, against the Saints, have the man Kirk Cousins returning. I think this is going to be a big year for Cousins. As mentioned before, Stephon Diggs now with Buffalo, so Busy Johnson will probably be his number one. Or I'm sorry, how could I forget the dude Adam Thielen? I would hope Adam Thielen would be the number one. He'll probably be the biggest offensive threat. And you'll also have Kyle Rudolph and Dalvin Cook to worry about. So, Thielen might... With Rudolph, you don't even know. But I I would say Thielen would probably be their biggest offensive passing threat. Because Cook's a beast in the backfield. But I think the Vikings take this one. They're at home. And Kirk Cousins wants a statement win. And what better way to make that statement than with a win over Aaron Rodgers? In an NFC North duel, Minnesota takes this one, 38-28. Keeping the rivalries going, we're going to go NFC East. Starting in the nation's capital, as the Philadelphia Eagles will play the Washington football team. No name for them. Don't ask why. But Washington... A bit of a question mark at quarterback. As of now, they have Dwayne Haskins Jr. in the starting spot. Seven touchdowns and seven interceptions for him in nine games. Out of those nine games, they win two. But what's really going to save this team, I think, is the defense because it looks great. You have first-round pick Chase Young playing defensive end. And look at the versatility at linebacker, John Bostick. At corner, Ronald Darby. Defensive tackle, Jonathan Allen. They went for some vets, and I think it's going to pay off for them. Darby going up against his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles, who have their fair share of question marks entering 2020. They'll start with Carson Wentz. Wentz. I can't deny he's probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league when you don't take into consideration his health, which has really been the only thing holding him back. It was great that the Eagles got Jalen Hurts. I wish they would put him at starting quarterback, but you also can't not utilize Wentz. You got to at least trade something for him. And as for their other offensive weapons, they'll have Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz returning. That's really it for them. 
Philly fans can sleep a little better knowing that Nelson Aguilar isn't there. The Eagles should win, but like I said before, that Redskins defense is tough, and I think they'll make it close. Plus, having Ron Rivera in a much better coaching situation, I think he's going to rise to the occasion, and that's going to be the difference maker. Washington, 21-20, a close one. Next, one of the premier matchups of the afternoon, AFC North rivals, Browns at the Ravens. Before I give my pick, I think this one's pretty easy. But just to break it down, Browns on paper, I think on paper, the Browns have the best team in the league. But we all know their ass can't execute for shit. Baker Mayfield, your quarterback, he's got a lot to prove this year. Got a lot of commercial money in 2019, but what did that do for your team? Nothing. He's got arguably the best receiving core in the league. He's got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., and now they just added Austin Hooper at tight end. They about to go off. And if Mayfield goes down, at least they got Case Keenum. He's got experience. On the defensive side of the ball, if he decides not to swing his helmet, they'll have Miles Garrett, which I don't know how he avoided any more suspension time. But getting back to the matter at hand here, they're going up against the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, whose headliners are Lamar Jackson, the reigning MVP, Mark Ingram, and Mark Andrews, just to name a few. I'll throw Willie Sneed in there because I'm a fan. Not many people can rock the perm. Give Sneed some credit. I think Baltimore rolls them. I wouldn't say roll them. I think this is Baltimore's day. Jackson's going to be too much for that Cleveland defense. I see them taking this one 28-14. Colts-Jaguars. This one's interesting. Not really, but it's on the list. Colts acquiring Phillip Rivers in the offseason. He's already been made a captain, so you know he's starting, which is kind of messed up considering they have Jacoby Brissett there. And I think if anybody's proved themselves to be a starter in this league, it should be him. But once again, Phillip Rivers owns the day. He'll be head honcho. You'll probably see him hit T.Y. Hilton a bunch of times. And on defense, Justin Houston, captain, leading the way for Indy. As for the Jaguars, not much going on on their side. They'll have Garner Minshew. But other than that, slim pickings for the Jags. Shutout game, Indy, 21-0. All right, some more NFC North. Bears-Lions in Detroit. Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky getting a lot of attention in this offseason. Not sure if it's good or bad. It's mostly been bad. But he'll have Jimmy Graham and Ted Ginn Jr. to throw to. And on defense, he's got an MVP candidate in Khalil Mack, so that's good. And in case anything goes down, you got Nick Foles as a backup. So it'll be an interesting year to watch Chicago. On the Lions side, they're going to have Matthew Stafford, who some believe can be the MVP this year. They'll return Kenny Galladay and Danny Amendola. And on defense, they're rocking out with Jamie Collins and Deron Harmon. 
Matt Patricia keeping that Patriots pipeline alive. Detroit at home takes this one, 21-17. Now for the shit show of the afternoon, Raiders at the Panthers. Some storylines from the Raiders. They have Richie Incognito. That should tell you all you need to know. And then no Marcus Mariota, currently on IR with an undisclosed injury. Could have COVID, who knows. Las Vegas has a lot of problems to tackle. I'm not sure Derek Carr is the guy for them. This will be the proving year, I believe. He's just going to have to prove a lot. And on the Panthers' side, they have, in my opinion, the best running back in the league in Christian McCaffrey. Unfortunately, not a lot of pieces around him. He'll be locked down. But some new faces, they bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Glad he's getting a starting job. Shout out to him. Saw him in his senior year at Louisville at Temple University. And guess who the head coach was? Matt Rule. Yes, his now current head coach. Rule coming over from Baylor. He has a tall order, but let's see what he can do. Low scoring affair for this one. I think the Raiders take it 13-7. All right, one of the best matchups of the day. Seahawks at the Falcons. This one pretty much writes itself. Seahawks rocking out with Russell Wilson. He'll have DK Metcalf and Greg Olson to throw to. That veteran defense led by Bobby Wagner and Bruce Irvin will be in tune. And after stirring up some shit in New York slash New Jersey, Jamal Adams joining the team. So that Seahawks defense about to put in that work. The Falcons come in with Matt Ryan, veteran QB. He'll be throwing it to Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley most likely. And he'll have a new running back in Todd Gurley. So that's interesting. Before coming into the season, I thought Devontae Freeman might still be there. I thought, wow, that's going to be some duo in the backfield, but turns out Freeman is still a free agent after he turned down a one-year, $4 million deal from the Seahawks, ironically. Probably thought he was going to get a better payday, but he's unsigned. That's huge. I feel like a team could really use him. I think the Hawks get the better of them in this one, though. 28-21. More AFC East action. Dolphins at the Patriots. Patriots not getting as much hate this year because they signed Cam. Sir Isaac Newton taking over for Tom Brady. His premier target will be Julian Edelman. But you know New England, they like to keep you guessing. Good news on defense is they have the reigning defensive MVP returning for them in Stephon Gilmore. They'll also have both the McCordy twins. And they really take a hit with Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung opting out because of the COVID. But nobody game plans like Bill Belichick. The Dolphins turning it around last year. They started off pretty rough, but by the end of it, this was one team to watch. They'll have Fitzpatrick manning the helm to start. Their first round draft pick, Tua Talagova, will be the backup. Eric Rowe returning on defense, and the newest addition to the D, Kyle Van Noy from New England. What a reunion. I think the Pats get up on them early, but allow two late scores. 21-14 Patriots.
Cam starts his campaign at Gillette Stadium on a high note. All right, getting into the 4 o'clock games. Chargers at the Bengals. We've had a lot of Chargers talk doing the Hard Knocks recaps. But in case you haven't been listening, they have Tyrod Taylor starting at quarterback, but also have rookie Justin Herbert creeping in there. He'll be fun to watch. And they have Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler also on offense. And on the defensive side, Joey Bosa signing that huge multi-million dollar contract along with Melvin Ingram. And Chris Harris Jr. coming over from Denver. That's going to be, I know, I know they got a lot of, I know they got a lot of press because they were on hard knocks, but this is, this is going to be one team to watch. They're coached by Anthony Lynn, who I think can be one of the best coaches in this league. And he'll have the task of game planning against rookie sensation Joe Burrow. First overall number one pick coming off that magical season at LSU. He doesn't have a lot to work with, though. Joe Mixon's really going to be the biggest weapon for that offense until Burrow starts getting more comfortable. But even as a rookie, he has promise. He looks like uh, it's not it's not going to be very hard for him to sling it. With that being said, I think he's in over his head in week one. And I think the Chargers put a 40-piece on him. 42-7, Chargers. All right, let's head to the NFC West. Cardinals at the 49ers. The reigning losers. I'm just kidding, not really. The NFC champs hosting Kyler Murray and this dangerous Cardinals offense. Arizona adding DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason. He'll mirror Larry Fitzgerald. Definitely going to be a tandem to watch. Hopkins, a lot of animosity coming over from the Texans. I think he's going to want to ball out, prove himself. They just signed him to an extension. Hasn't even been there that long. So at least they have faith in him. And on defense, they have a former Pro Bowler in Chandler Jones. But how will he fare against Jimmy G and the Niners? Garoppolo, the starting quarterback, he'll have a lot to prove this year. Did just enough to get his team to the Super Bowl. But like we said, just enough. He's the captain, so I don't think he's going anywhere this year. Maybe not even next year. But no more passes for Jimmy G. He's got to get it done. He's got to prove something. Fellow captains on the team, Richard Sherman and George Kittle expected to have big years. Not to mention Nick Bosa on the pass rush. I think this is another 21-14 special in favor of the Niners. Now, the biggest matchup of the week, forget the day, going down in Nolens. Buccaneers at the Saints. Mercedes-Benz Superdome. In case you haven't heard, Tampa Bay adding some new offensive weapons in Tom Brady. They got Rob Gronkowski to come out of retirement. What? They'll also have Mike Evans. And now they add Leonard Fournette in the backfield. I think it's really funny. They're, they have Nadonaman Sue on defense. So at least Brady doesn't have to worry about getting his fucking leg snapped by the dirtiest player in the league. They'll share a locker room, and they have the tough task of going into hostile territory. Luckily, there won't be any fans, but 
Drew Brees will be there along with his weapons, Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. And let's not forget Alvin Kamara. All right. MVP candidate. And almost forgot, they'll have a three quarterback set. I don't know if they'll play all three of them, but we saw Taysom Hill get some play last year. Now they have Jameis Winston. Why not line all three of them up? See what happens. Saints take this one, though, 28-24. Now the main event, Sunday Night Football. Al Michaels and Chris Collingsworth. You can turn him down. Like I said, if you've been following our Hard Knocks recaps, I've been very critical of the LA Rams thus far. I think they're boring, haven't done a lot in the offseason. They still have Jared Goff under center. He'll be the starting quarterback. Luckily, they have Cooper Cup returning. He's nursing or coming off an ACL injury, rather. And on defense, they have who I think will be the MVP, Jalen Ramsey. He just signed a five-year deal. And Aaron Donald, too. Donald's going to be a beast this year. But like I said in my last episode recap, he has no injury signs. I just, I have a feeling he's going to be injury prone this year. So keep an eye out for that. They host the Cowboys, who got some new life by hiring head coach Mike McCarthy after that whole debacle in Green Bay that I guess wasn't Aaron Rodgers' fault. He'll be coaching Dak Prescott, who's looking for a new contract. Ezekiel Elliott, who has potential to be a league MVP. And Amari Cooper, what an offense. And as for the Dallas defense, Sean Lee, always a great leader. And one of my favorite defensive players to look out for, Leighton Vander Esch, the man playing seven or eight-man football in high school. Now, I know the Rams are going to unveil Sophie Stadium for the first time with no fans, I guess. Kind of awkward. But I think the Cowboys take this one. 24-14. All right, two games left, and they're both headliners. Monday Night Football, baby! Steelers at the Meadowlands visiting the Giants. The headline for the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger coming back. Says he might be a little shaky like a leaf. I don't know why you would say that, but good to see Ben back. I think it's going to be his last year. We'll see what he can do. No Le'Veon or AB, but he'll have James Conner running the rock, and he'll have Juju Smith-Schuster to throw to. Seems kind of limited, but I think Ben's up for the challenge. Now on the side for the G-Men, Saquon, your headliner. Excited to see Daniel Jones, see what he can do in year two. Golden Tate, pretty solid for them last year. And you have Jabril Peppers coming home to Jersey. Shout out to Paramus Catholic. He's a captain now. And I think he'll bring some good energy to that D. As weird as that sounds. But... Steelers take this one, 21-10. And then the final game of the week, Titans at the Broncos. Feel like Tennessee drew the short straw. They were pretty good last year. They should have hosted first. News coming out that the Broncos will be without former defensive MVP Von Miller out for the season with an ankle injury. That's got to hurt, literally. 
And there are really, really their only other weapon is going to be quarterback Drew Locke. So it's going to be a long, not only a long night, but a long season for Denver. Just didn't, didn't add anyone. Okay, not no one. They added Melvin Gordon, and he'll split time with Philip Lindsay. But still, John Elway could have did more. And as for the Titans, can't believe I'm saying this, but Ryan Tannehill returning. He got second life last year. He'll be feeding that rock to Derrick Henry, arguably the biggest running back threat in the league. And they acquired Jadavion Clowney on defense, so their pass rush will be all right. I think the Titans want to break 40, but they, they'll fall just short. I think they take this one 38-14. All right, now on to the good shit, predictions. So 14 teams in the playoffs this year. From the AFC, I think it's going to be the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Texans, the Bills, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Titans. From the NFC... I think those seven teams will be the Bucks, the Saints, the Seahawks, the Niners, the Vikings, Cowboys, and the Packers. Wanted to put the Lions in there, but I think they're going to fall a little short. And I think the AFC Championship game is going to be the Ravens versus the Chiefs on the NFC side. And as much as it pains me to say this, I think Sir Brady leads the Bucks to the championship to take on the Seahawks where I think Russ goes to his third Super Bowl. And who do they take on? The Ravens. And before I give my Super Bowl pick, I'm going to drag this out by going over the superlatives, if you will. Rookie of the year goes to Chase Young. I think he has a good year in Washington. Although it's tough not to pick Joe Burrow, I just don't know if Cincinnati will be able to help him right now. They could definitely get some more pieces. And staying with the Washington football team, coach of the year, I think goes to Ron Rivera. think he spins that turbulent franchise in the right direction. Comeback player of the year, without question, barring, obviously, if he doesn't get injured again, is Cam Newton. Yes, Cam. think he has a good year. And he gets a good fat payday from somebody else at the end. Now the ones that matter. I'm just kidding. Not really. Defensive MVP, I think, is going to L.A. to Jalen Ramsey. Shout out Florida State. Ramsey's going to be the driving force on the Rams. Don't think the team will do much. But he's going to earn that new contract. And drumroll, the big guy. Offensive MVP going to Danger Russ, Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson watching these young guys win the award these last couple years. He goes off and he proves who started this barbecue shit. This dual dual threat quarterback. Me, that's who. Shout out to Russell Wilson. And harping back to my Super Bowl pick. Russ is there, and I think he takes that too. Bold statement. Can't believe I even just said that. 21-year-old me would unfriend me. Yes, you can do that. 
So there you have it, our week one breakdown. Hope you're able to enjoy some NFL Red Zone. If you're not, what are you doing? Get that. If you have the Sunday ticket, I envy you. But I don't give a fuck. I used to drink water out the tap. I'm not impressed. Or just go watch it on Twitter. Either way, however you're watching it, be responsible and don't be a dickhead. We have some funny highlights and commentary coming from these games, so keep a close eye on our social media and YouTube. I know you do. Just a reminder. I'm being serious, though. After months of quarantine, all these safety protocols, Skyping, Zooming, face masks, everything literally doesn't matter because NFL football is back. I still want you to be safe. And we've lost a lot of people to this virus. But damn it, if things aren't going to feel 10 times better because football's back. To keep up with all the latest stuff from Fresh Cookies, be sure to follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's at Fresh Cookies Show. On Twitter, it's at Fresh Cookies Pod. Like us on Facebook. And like I said, if you like funny sports highlights and commentary, check out the YouTube All right, y'all, I'm about to run through a brick wall. I'm so excited. Get some. All right, I'm Neri Rodriguez, and you already know, it's Fresh Cookies. A 50-foot containment wall is erected along the New Jersey shoreline. Not like y'all know playing football before. The rules are simple. Cookies. Once you go in, you don't come out. It's fresh cookies. <laughs>